Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, May 24th. RBC has been accused of bond price sharing by a UK regulator. The Canadian bank denies the accusations of wrongdoing during the 2008 financial crisis. Four other major international banks are also accused. Bloomberg reports that traders at five major banks colluded in chat rooms to swap sensitive information on UK bonds in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. That's according to Britain's antitrust agency in a move that could pave the way for fines for some of the lenders involved. Citigroup, Deutsche Bank, H. HSBC, Morgan Stanley and RBC each unlawfully shared details on pricing and trading strategies in chat rooms between 2009 and 2013, the Competition and Markets Authority said on Wednesday in its provisional findings. Deutsche Bank, which was the first to self-report its involvement, won't be fined and any penalty that City receives will be discounted after the duo admitted to the collusion. By sharing the sensitive information with competitors, the banks involved could have prevented the full competition benefits of anyone they traded with, including pension funds and ultimately UK taxpayers, the watchdog said. HSBC, Morgan Stanley and Royal Bank of Canada haven't admitted any wrongdoing. At this stage, no assumption should be made that any of the banks have broken the law. Penalties may be issued once a final conclusion is reached, the regulator added. The banks all say they're cooperating with the CMA. Morgan Stanley says it disagrees with the provisional allegations and intends to contest them. HSBC and RBC said they disagree with the allegations. And the RBC spokesperson said the bank takes any allegation of employee misconduct very seriously and is cooperating. City said it had fully cooperated with the agency and is pleased to put it behind them while Deutsche Bank proactively reported the issue to the UK authority and has cooperated fully in the subsequent investigation, which related to activity prior to 2014, a spokesperson said. People are becoming more aware of the potential of investments and prudent wealth management for their long-term financial security. That's good news for the financial services sector, especially banks, who have an opportunity to turn customers who already have checking and savings accounts, mortgages and insurance products into wealth management clients too. Despite the threat from robo-advisors, a significant cohort of clients favours human financial advisors. But there's a problem. The average age of FAs is rising, and as they reach retirement, banks, credit unions and other financial financial services providers will find recruitment and retention harder to achieve. A new report from Ceruli and industry association BISA highlights the issue for firms as they place greater importance on wealth management to generate diversified fee-based revenue and broaden client relationships beyond core banking services. The white paper points to the risk from advisor attrition, with bank advisors expecting to retire age 64 and one-third of advisors within 10 years of this not sure of succession plans. The challenge for the industry is therefore to attract the next generation of FAs and have stronger planning for ageing advisors. The report also notes the cost of hiring and training young FAs, which makes retaining them essential. This will require a multi-pronged approach, including ensuring that technology is good enough. According to the research, 52% of bank executives and advisors are dissatisfied with their firm's technology, and this creates tension for the workforce and can often impact clients too. The Canadian funds industry continued to grow its net assets in April, according to new figures. Mutual fund assets gained $22.2 billion, or 1.2% from the previous month, to $1.9 trillion, while ETF assets increased by $6.6 billion, or 2.1%, to $344.1 billion. 
However, for sales, the divergence of the two fund groups continued, with investors favoring ETFs over mutuals. Data from IFIC revealed that mutual funds posted net redemptions of $4.6 billion in April, following the $3.4 billion in net redemptions in March. For ETFs, there was another month of net sales, although there was a sharp decline month over month. April's net sales of Canadian ETFs totaled $2 billion, down from $6.9 billion in March. We're excited to announce that the 2023 Wealth Professional Awards are just around the corner, and we want to remind you this is your last chance to reserve your table before it's too late. The night will be a tribute to the exceptional leaders who have made significant contributions to the wealth management profession in the region, and it will be an exclusive opportunity for you to connect with industry leaders and peers. The event will be taking place on June 1st at the Liberty Grand Toronto. Join us for an unforgettable evening of fine dining and entertainment hosted by Arissa Cox and featuring live music by Ascension Groove Band. Don't miss out on this incredible night. Book your tickets today. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, Gen Z and millennials say social media is pressuring them to buy what they can't afford and it's sending them into an anxiety spiral. Canadian banks see an earnings risk from commercial property loans, and CI Global Asset Management simplifies investing with a new suite of asset allocation ETFs. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.